0: Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. There's a shift happening among equity investors at the moment, according to share trading platform Stake, more people are moving from active to passive investing, or at least including index funds in their portfolios. Let's take a look at what else investors are buying, both here and in the US, and what trends we might expect from the next 12 months. Remember, this is general information only, and you should seek professional advice before making investment decisions. Matthew Lieberwitz is the co-founder and CEO of Stake, which is a great supporter of this podcast. Matt, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Cheers, Sean. Thanks for having me. Passive investing, that sort of surprises me, to be honest, at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think so. But I mean, Look, I guess what happens over the last sort of two years uh, with the markets, I think people have become engaged with it and now sort of seeing that it's not always a bull market. So you've got to sort of adjust your strategy and people are starting to do that. I think mean, there's always people out there that are sort of picking the eyes out of particular stocks, but there's also a bit of a movement more towards sort of recurring investments and just keeping a very simple strategy that sort of rides the roller coaster a little bit more smoothly. Okay, so when we talk about passive and active investing, we're talking about sticking
0: to a benchmark. It might be the S&P 200 or top 20 stocks, and that's kind of what you're buying. Active is more kind of trying to beat the market, shall we say. That's in very layman's terms, Matt. Is it because of there's this uncertainty around the place at the moment
1: that uh, many investors are thinking, oh, let's just do what the market does? Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, everyone's really different and everyone's got their own strategies as to what they do. I think, you know, what we've seen... At least in Australia, particularly, is you know, the, the fact that property is so hard to reach. Equities have become a, a new platform for people to grow their wealth. And it can get, you know, there's a lot of stocks to pick. And you know, you've got 2,500 names in Australia. You've got, you know, the six to 15,000 in the US if you go all the way down the OTC chain. So it can get pretty difficult. So people just try to keep it simple. And a recurring simple way to, you know, stay in the market, stay invested, and put, you know, treat it like a savings plan has become pretty mm. popular. Okay,
0: so in terms of how people are engaging with the market at the moment, given the turmoil we've seen, certainly in 2022, and then it bounced earlier in the year, then it's come back a bit, are people more or less engaged than normal, would you say, at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think people are, well, I mean, I think obviously we had a real big spike during COVID. I don't think we're going to see those, that's a level of engagement again, just because people are sort of back at work and back living their lives outside their own four walls at home. But people are still naturally engaged. I think that was a bit of a watershed moment for self-directed investors that you can do it yourself. It is accessible and that there are a lot of people out there that manage their own money ultimately. So we're still seeing at stake levels of engagement that are higher and people's strategies are shifting. And obviously with interest rates moving a bit, uh, people's appetite to invest changes a little bit and how they invest has changed. But people still want to be in the market. They're still really hungry for information. And you've always got people that, you know, really like stock picking. That's you know, something they enjoy. They like doing the analysis. There are other people that, as we've spoken about, want to invest more passively. Some people invest passively in stocks they know. They choose, you know, yeah. Amazon or Tesla or Facebook or something they understand and just want to be in the market. So people are still going to invest. I think that's a, a thematic we're going to see continue as COVID is sort of a thing that sort of pushed people over the line and showed them how to do it okay so let's talk about some specific
0: stocks that people are trading at we talk plenty about artificial intelligence on fear and greed nvidia of course is the chip maker which has high-end chips which are often used in ai uh, mechanics nvidia it's what, what is it the fifth largest stock on wall street they're not quite the household name of or alphabet and
1: and apple and microsoft do people are people buying Nvidia? Yeah, it's been a major pickup across the AI names and the chip companies. They've also been playing that thematic through some of the ETFs. You can actually buy ETFs on semiconductors, for example. Right,
0: right. Yeah, um, yep.
1: there's is an ETF. Uh, I think it's called VOTZ as well, which is which has a really big increase, and in, I think it's up like forty two percent in six months. So names like Nvidia, Microsoft's also been on a bit of a tear, and, and people sort of understand those companies. Nvidia's, I guess. It's a I wouldn't call it, I don't know if it's safe or not. That's the individual investors to make up, but it's a very large cap company. It's been around for a while and it gives you exposure to something that you can, you know, you may want to be part of. So that and Microsoft have been the sort of two names that people have really gone to. And if they want the leverage exposure, they'll go to the ETF.
0: Okay. And what about locally? Is it are there any stocks
1: here riding that AI wave? I think WiseTech's probably the one. Really, it's been a you know, a name in the in the on the ASX for a while that's sort of been, you know, an attractive tech name. And that's up 125% over a year. That's the biggest beneficiary, really. I don't really know the ins and outs of that business, so I can't comment, but it's been the one that seems to be uh, attractive to investors that want that exposure. I I did notice Appen the other day talking
0: about uh, potentially riding the AI wave. And Appen, I mean, the way I think about Appen is they they human test all the stuff that eventually is done mechanically. Is that a fair description of Appen? I'm not sure that's a fair description of Appen or not. But they're
1: certainly talking up AI. Yeah, I think that probably suits their agenda. If you actually look at the stock, it hasn't really moved much in the last year. So maybe they're trying to move into that space. Investors haven't bought into it necessarily. Like it's had a bit of a a run over the last few months, but given a bit back. But um, I don't think it's the the name that people rush to in Australia for uh, AI exposure. It may just be a, um, a strategic thing they're looking at doing. Stay with me, Matt. We'll be back in a minute.
0: I'm speaking to matt libowitz co-founder and chief executive officer of stake okay what about the banks i mean the big four here in macquarie are such major parts of our index are they popular in australia at the moment yeah i think
1: what you saw i mean if you actually look at tech it actually started coming off about two years ago you know 19 24 months ago So what's been happening is people actually be starting to look for yield, a little bit more safety, and banks pay a dividend. Obviously, when rates move, banks are actually generally in a better position, except obviously in the US with credit exposure. But Australian banks have got, it seems to be, reasonable credit exposure. I think bigger and boring is more beautiful sometimes when the market gets tough. And that seems to be a thematic. And people want the yield. It's like they want the fixed income in a way. They want to know that they're getting a a regular return on their investment and, and the banks offer that. So there's obviously a bit, a bit of a rush to safety to some extent and um, the Aussie banks are well capitalised. Uh, they've been around for a long time and, and people see them as you know a safer bet. Do Australian investors invest in US banks? I think a few do. I mean, obviously you had the Silicon Valley bank situation and then all the sort of provincial and smaller regional banks that had all sorts of issues. So there was a little bit of activity then, but we haven't sort of seen the same run to banks. You can get similar exposure in Australia unless you really want to Make them a little more volatile play in the US. So, I don't think there's any major demand for US banks from Australian investors. If they're going to invest overseas, it's going to be in names and exposure they can't normally get access to here in Australia. Okay. So, what, I mean, presumably Tesla's one of those guys. Yeah. Tesla's always a popular name, although it's drifted back a little bit. I think the Twitter Elon Musk situation has sort of taken a little bit of shine off it, plus the stock price has moved the other way. I think it's moving more into. That artificial intelligence we spoke about before that sort of exposure, even some boring names that have really done really well. As I said before, that you know, boring is beautiful again. Like the, the auto retailers like O'Reilly's and AutoZone, like they're up, you know, fifty percent the last year. Boring, steady, low growth, but well well run businesses have sort of been where the money's been moving to. People just have got I want exposure to good quality companies. I don't need the massive growth yeah. that we saw in nineteen and twenty
0: okay, what about the battery metal stocks and the lithium companies and those? We talk lots about
1: them and you hear lots about them. Are they popular among investors? Yeah, I mean there's there's sort of two schools there. there's the investors and the traders, you know with a brokerage platform you see a bit of everything. Those are the ones that move the most. you know they can move pretty sharply. Australian, you know, miners offer some great access to lithium, explorers or producers. So we see a lot of that. You've obviously got Pilbara, Siona and Lake and Core Lithium in one time. Is GRE Green Tech, which is you know I think it's up maybe two three hundred percent in the last week, which has seen a sort of rush of trading as well. That's GRE is the stock code. So there's always something moving in the Aussie market. You've got some. You know, I think it's that when that before that moved, it had a four million dollar market cap. I think it's at like a twenty now today. That's GRE. So a lot of lot of interest in some of the small caps that offer really big exposure but that's more for the traders and the investors but people may see a long-term horizon for those and may say actually this is still a good entry point and put it in my you know in the back pocket for the next couple of years and see what happens so matthew libowitz co-founder and ceo of stake what is the next big trend do you think <laughs> that
0: ai <laughs> a simple question uh do you think ai will still have some way to play out what, what do you think
1: yeah, I don't really know enough, and I don't have a crystal ball, nor would I ever want to speculate as to what's going to happen. I think, look, these things—you know—we saw it with marijuana stocks way back when we first started stake; they were the hot thing, and they sort of went nowhere. I mean, this stuff can. There's always going to be one or two winners from each category. It obviously depends on the industry, but you know, AI is—you know—I you know use ChatGPT; it's absolutely very powerful, and where that goes, it's, it's pretty scary. Is it the next thing? I don't know. I think, is it already here? Maybe. I can't really answer that. Lithium, I think, you know, driving electric cars around. You see the, I was just in the US and I saw some of that, just how big it is over there. That It it really is the future of automotive uh, and travel. So, look, you've got to think there's still something there. But as I said, I don't know where the future goes. How much is it already priced in is another thing. You can be right on the thematic. You can be wrong on the price. So, you know, each company is different. How well it's run, where its strategy is, where you buy it, where you sell it—that's going to make the biggest difference to your portfolio, rather than actually guessing the uh, the theme right. And just before we finish up, what about
0: just taking a step back—the macroeconomic outlook, interest rates—is that still
1: something that people are worried about, or investors are worried about? Yeah, I mean, I think you you can't run away from it here in Australia with the way that we're structured. You know, with people's mortgages you know, the way it's played out with, you know, there's the whole fixed variable that's sort of playing out over the next couple of years. So, people are nervous. Like You know, we generally hear that. We've actually seen that a lot in terms of the exposure people want, how much they're investing, what they're investing in. Um, they're sort of battening down the hatches a bit. But, the, you know, the s and is still up, I think, around 10% for the year. Mm. It's funny how the market is always ahead of the next move. As I said, two years ago, tech stocks really started to come off a of, maybe a little bit less than two years ago so the market's generally ahead of the sentiment so what's that great Buffett saying it's um be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful I think that's a bit of a a moment now to to consider that I've got to ask you about how is stake going we spoke I think it was a couple of years 2021 I think when we last spoke how is stake going yeah it's great I mean it's, it's obviously a journey uh building any business and a lot of respect to any entrepreneurs or people that run their own businesses out there it's not it's not a straightforward you know thing to do but absolutely loving it you know we've just really just focused on our customers i think the last two years have showed us how much demand there is uh, for people to directly invest or invest directly in the market and that's who we serve so we're just sticking at it and we're really happy with where things are at and uh, a lot more to come matt thank you for talking to fear and greed
0: cheers thanks for having me that was Matthew Libowitz, co-founder and CEO of Stake, which of course is a great supporter of this podcast. This is the Fear and Greed daily interview. Remember, you should get professional advice before making any investment decisions. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Almer. Enjoy your day.